Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Special Prosecutor Larry Clayman. I'm the only lawyer ever to obtain a court ruling that a president of the United States committed a crime. For truth, for competition. As a young lawyer, I helped break up AT&T. That's why you have all your cell phones today. For sovereignty, for the republic. I'm the guy who, at Judicial Watch, which I founded, uncovered the Chinagate scandal. Millions of dollars going to the Clinton campaign, corrupting our political system. For the privacy of citizens. And I'm the only guy to have enjoined the National Security Agency from mass surveillance on hundreds of millions of Americans. Tearing it up. I'm the son of meat packers in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I know how to slice and dice. Bringing it back. We're going to take this country apart and put it back together again in the way envisioned by our founding fathers. It's not just talk. We're not just regurgitating news stories. Larry Clayman, special prosecutor, is making the news. And now, here's Larry. Welcome to this week's edition of Special Prosecutor with Larry Clayman. Lots going on this week, not for the better. We know that Russia, communist China, Iran, North Korea are all watching what's going on in this country like wolves foaming at the mouth. They want to take this country out. They want us destroyed. Of course, China wants our markets, but they want us to be rendered impotent, impotent, like a castrated elephant. And that's exactly what we have in the Republican Party, which offers no opposition, really, to the Democrats and to the radical left, which continue their jihad to destroy the nation. Their goal? To turn this nation not just into a socialist state, because it's already there, but into a communist atheist state, a state that gives special privileges to minorities and strips them away from the majority. It reminds me a lot of South Africa in a way, particularly with a lot of the smash and grab and the rise in crime. It's organized. I believe Black Lives Matter is behind it and other groups like that. It's not just random. It's meant to destroy the economy. It's meant to scare people. It's meant to create instability. But even though I was such a big proponent of destroying Apartheid, I mean, it's a terrible, terrible thing. I represented, as a young lawyer, through another law firm that I was working with, the South African steel industry. And I saw how dishonest the government was under the Afrikaners. And I saw blacks being bussed in from ghettos 
every morning. They would have to get up maybe 2, 3 a.m. in the morning, bring them into Johannesburg and Pretoria. Then they would go back. You know, if you were out at a, a pool at a hotel, they would bring grape juice. You know, had 17 blacks bring in your grape juice. I mean, it was disgusting. But the fact remains that the country ran well in those days, even with all that persecution. And there was not much crime at all. But when the African National Congress took over and apartheid was abolished, I might add, you know, when I left this law firm to start my own law firm, the South African government wanted to hire me. And I said, no, I will not represent you. But and that cost me a lot of money. Obviously, I was just starting as a law firm. I did that on principle. But when the African National Congress took over, they weren't ready for prime time. And in fact, a lot of dissension occurred. Not only was there tremendous white flight, many South Africans fled to South to uh, South Florida, to Florida in general, to Australia, to New Zealand, to other places, to England, other English-speaking countries. But South Africa disintegrated into a wave of crime, which is what it is today. I mean, you can turn on Golf Channel and see golf tournaments in Sun City. Uh, they left. You know, some golfers compete there, but most of those golfers no longer even live in the country. They live in Florida. They live in Palm Beach, primarily. And that's what's happening here, because we've created a situation where the flip side of the coin has occurred, is that in this country, if you're white today, you have very few rights, rights, that's a Freudian slip, whites, rights, compared to certain minorities. And we saw that this week with the Jesse Smollett trial as, as one example. Now, he was convicted, and that's good. But this judge, this cowardly judge, who probably fears for his own life, let him walk off without going to prison. Ordinarily, when you're convicted, and he was convicted apparently on six felony counts, you would immediately be incarcerated if you were out on bail, subject to your sentencing hearing. No, he just walked off like nothing happened at all. And, and that is just one example of what's going on. And then, of course, you hear the press secretary to Biden, <clears throat> Jen Psaki. I always get confused. I mean, it sounds like one word, Jen Psaki. But uh, in any event, they asked her this week. I think it was Peter Ducey of Fox News said, what about all this violent crime? You know, how do you explain this? And she said, oh, COVID-19 made them do it. And most of the people committing these violent crimes, in fact, I think all of them, in terms of the smash and grab and everything else, were blacks. They're probably tied into Black Lives Matter. See, and that's the problem, is that in this country, we should all be equal. It doesn't matter whether you're black, white, green, yellow, or blue. But it's gotten to the point where certain groups, and perhaps whites felt this way in the past, are entitled to special privileges. And that has to end. And then, of course, there's the elite. It's the elite in this country. People like congressmen and senators and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and, and Mitch McConnell and, and Kevin McCarthy, they all think that they're better than we are. They prance around Washington, D.C. and state capitals. You can't touch me. You know, we'll burn the little person at the stake and then we'll move on. But they're not accountable for anything. And you've seen that over and over again. And this is what gave rise to January 6th, you see. And now we see that the good intention people of January 6th and others in this country who are challenging 
the established government are being persecuted. The FBI and the and its FBI and its Justice Department are being used as a Gestapo to quell all dissent. And you see a push by the left to destroy the country and to install, frankly, a South African type government. Who is the the African National Congress? They're communists. That's what they are. Nelson Mandela, even with the good that he did, was a communist. He was actually anti-Zionist. He was anti-Israel. But he did what he thought he had to do to advance the rights of his own people. But this is the thing that we have to take into account. It's not just your own people. It's all people. It's equal. And that's what I said many, many years ago. Actually, it wasn't that long ago, probably around eight years ago in the mall in Washington, D.C. When I looked up, it was during a government shutdown. I was on TV with Ted Cruz and Sarah Palin and and Congressman Lee from Utah and others. And we were talking about the shutdown and talking about, you know, how Obama was running the country into the ground and creating a race war. And I gave my little speech and I looked at the Lincoln Memorial and I said, there was a great man, Martin Luther King. He was there for all people. But this president is there only for his people. And then I said, I said, Mr. President, put the Quran down, get up off your knees and come up with your hands out. That was a play on what a group called Free Republic used to do during the Clinton years when they would be in front of the White House during the Monica Lewinsky scandal saying, Mr. President, put the cigar down, pull your pants up and come out with your hands up during that period. And of course, they vilified me for saying that the left. I think I was the running story on MSNBC and CNN for two weeks as a result of that trash by Al Sharpton and everybody else. But the point I was trying to make was that we need leaders like Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King had communist leanings, too. But the fact is, is that he, he did a lot of good and he did not try to push it on other people. This was his own personal views. But it's something that we need to understand that we have to fight for the rights across the board for everyone. And as a result, um, this Jesse Smollett walking off looking like smug, you know, I'm going to overturn this on appeal, told us the question. And that's why we, the American people, now need to wage a counter-revolution. We need to take the country back from the grips of the left who are destroying this country, who are destroying equal rights. Remember what our Declaration of Independence said. I'm paraphrasing. When in the course of human events, the sovereign no longer represents the people, the people have a right under the laws of nature and nature's God to alter or abolish that government and to form a new government by and for the people with equal rights for everyone in pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. We need a new government. We need to change the narrative. We need to be there for all people, not just for certain groups of people. We cannot play one race and ethnicity and national origin off against each other. Otherwise, even if you get rid of apartheid, even if you get rid of discrimination, as they thought they were doing in South Africa, the country will go down the drain, as South Africa nearly has, with corruption, with crime, and frankly now with disease. We see what's happening 
with the Omicron variant emanated out of South Africa, probably because of poor health standards and considerations there. So this is where we are. And we also need to take back our justice system. And that's why I want you to tune in every Thursday to our citizens' grand juries at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. This week, uh, we began the process of getting indictments for Ilham Omar and Rashida Tlaib, two Muslim congresswomen with ties to terrorism who foment this racial divide, vehement anti-Semites, anti-Israel, anti-Christian, anti-American. And before that, we indicted Joe Biden, his son Hunter, and James Biden. They'll be tried at the end of January and early February. We've indicted Robert Mueller. We've indicted Dr. Mengele. Uh, I've changed my characterization of him from Dr. Frankenstein to Dr. Mengele. Dr. Mengele was Hitler's doctor and experimented on Jews and retarded people and mentally infirm people. This COVID-19 vaccine is a cruel experiment. It doesn't even work. And mark my words, years down the line, we're going to see the effects health-wise on people for having this poison pumped into their system. I'll be back with Jason Goodman of Crowdsource the Truth. Listen carefully. Jason's a very smart guy. And we get into a very good discussion. We will get into a very good discussion with regard to what's been going on just this week. Stay tuned. Special Prosecutor, Larry Clayman. If you'd like to support Freedom Watch and this radio show, go to FreedomWatchUSA.org. I'm back with my good friend, colleague, a great person, extremely intelligent, the CEO of CrowdsourceTheTruth.com. I urge you to go to his website to contribute to it. He needs help. We all need help these days with the way this country is to get the truth out. Jason, welcome to Special Prosecutor with Larry Klayman. I want to talk about a few things with you. First, give us your thoughts on this Jesse Smollett verdict that just came out a few days ago and the fact that he was able to walk off without being incarcerated. I find it amazing, uh, incredible. You talk about white privilege. I guess there's a black privilege, too. Not that there's a white privilege anymore. I think we're sitting at the back of the bus, bus these days. But ordinarily, when someone's convicted, they take them and book them immediately uh, pending the sentencing. He just walked off. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's no surprise, Larry, given the current climate. We see people burning down public displays and driving their cars uh, to attack people. You know, stabbing, beating—they're—they're they're being left out with uh, let out of jail with no bail whatsoever. So, the fact that a fake race hoax uh, convict would be allowed to walk free is not a surprise. It is a disgrace, and um, I don't know if it's black privilege or white privilege. It seems to be Democrat privilege or elite political establishment privilege. No matter what your race, if you are. Uh, affiliated with the appropriate people, there seems to be no limit to what you can do in defiance of the law. Well, that's certainly true. But in this particular instance, Smollett plays the black card and he plays the gay card. And so in this context, I think it would apply. I want people to realize that 
you know, this whole concept of privilege is, is BS to begin with. But these judges are playing, paying heed to it, particularly, you know, in places like Chicago, where they can be retaliated against and even attacked themselves, literally with so-called hate crimes. But let's also talk about what's going on with the smash and grab. Let's put it in that context. What's the situation in New York City, frankly, which, in my opinion, has become a totally inhabitable hellhole? It's dangerous, I'll tell you that. I, uh, for over a year, have refrained from going outside of my apartment after sunset. And, I mean, on the rare occasions where I've been returning from somewhere and the sun has set, uh, it's difficult to avoid being accosted, whether it's by a desperate homeless person, you know, gang members, uh, young teenagers who just think it's fun and funny to assault older white individuals. Uh, there's been no shortage of that. As a matter of fact, Larry, you know, I've lived in New York City for about 31 years. And in that time, I've been physically assaulted seven times, once in 1991 and six times since March of 2020. Well, you're lucky you're still alive. Yeah, <laughs> but it is dangerous. And uh, I mean, again, we see the, the problem is coming from the top. This is I observe the NYPD is fairly stood down, but. On one hand, you can't really blame them because the message that's being sent to these individual officers is that if you attempt, if, if you attempt to enforce the law, you could be held accountable for doing what was normally understood to be the regular job of officers, you know, suppressing criminals and preventing crime and putting suspects in jail. They can now be subject to criminal penalties. And in fact, in most cases, we see district attorneys and attorneys generals favoring the criminals. Yeah, just to be clear, uh, Jason, at least for the moment, lives in New York. And thank God he's still alive. And of course, uh, your mayor, I don't mean to blame you or de Blasio, who some people call Comrade de Blasio, now has put in mandatory vaccine requirements, even for five-year-old children in private settings. Uh, mm. Give me your thoughts on that. What What's the reaction in New York? And also, apparently, just last Thursday night, the city council voted to allow non-citizens to vote. I mean, New York is is become just you know he's more than a hellhole i mean there was a movie about new york escape from new york i think it uh, rings truer today than it did even when it came out many years ago yeah i mean that might be the most egregious thing i have ever heard of there is no municipality in any country anywhere that allows non-citizens to vote and play a role in how their city is developed it's absurd well so what do you think is going to happen with regard to new york city i mean it's always thought as the first city I don't think of it that way. You know, it's certainly suffered a lot of tragedies, and that's very sad, you know, in the last 20 years. But uh, we only have about 15 seconds. We'll take it up at the end, at the uh, in the next segment. But to give it some thought, uh, we'll be right back. In the meantime, go to freedomwatchusa.org and check out what we've been doing because we don't just talk, we act. I'll be right back. that make corrupt politicians make wee-wee in their little pants. Transparency and the rule of law will be the touchstones of this president. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Special prosecutor, 
Larry Klayman. Be the one who makes our country great again. Go to freedomwatchusa.org and donate. Jason, when we broke, I was talking about what you think the future of New York City is. <laughs> and uh, I know that, you know, you've thought about moving out of New York City. You haven't done it. New Yorkers love their city. Uh, yeah. Basically, there's a certain egocentrism about New York. You used to have that poster where there was a picture of New York and then the rest of the country behind it. But, uh, you know, in today's world, I mean, it, it seems to be the absolute worst. And I have to wonder, I mean, maybe I'll sound a little bit like Pat Robertson here. If some of the tragedies that have befallen New York City are not a warning from God that, uh, you know, this very immoral, crime ridden, uh, borderline communist city is now paying a price for its behavior all these years. Maybe that's a, a stretch. That's my own view. But I don't think God sits around and, and just twiddles his thumb like the Republican Party does. No, I agree. And uh, I mean, I think we have perhaps slightly different views of New York. There's no doubt that there's crime, corruption and debauchery that's always existed here. But in my experience, the good people of New York and the good things about New York, its culture, the art, the entertainment, the relationships, the business climate, those things outweigh the bad. And right now, I think we have malicious actors like Bill de Blasio, who are trying to tip the scale. And I mean, you asked earlier about de Blasio's vaccine mandates. I think those are equally egregious to his ridiculous mandates and, and city council's decisions that non-citizens can vote. I mean, it's just absurd. It's uh, I, I don't even have words for it, Larry, but this mandate of vaccines, I think people really need to consider how ridiculous that is. You know, here we've got the government telling you what you can or cannot do. We even had Bill de Blasio offering, I think, free donuts and hamburgers and French fries for people who want to go and get a vaccine. In my view, if there was a true concern about public health, We'd be looking at things like the obesity problem and companies that focus on selling food that is just inherently unhealthy, fast food and candy and junk food and things that lack nutrition. And I think that we could probably, uh, if we want to have government provided health care, come up with some mechanism where if somebody wants to make the choice to indulge in cigarette smoking and drinking alcohol and eating food that is inherently terrible for them, there's got to be some offset there, either a higher tax on those foods or people who choose to engage in those behaviors opt out of government health care. But everybody wants this zero accountability lifestyle where they can do whatever they want, tell other people to comply with their wishes, force other people through mandates to comply with their demands. You know, Bill de Blasio has made many statements, Larry, where he says, we know vaccine mandates work. Well, this is exactly like John Gotti saying, I know breaking people's legs works. There's no doubt that you can force someone to bend to your will and that certain tactics you might employ in doing that work doesn't mean that they're justified, legal or what we want the government to be doing. Well, of course, uh, the former mayor Bloomberg did put uh, limits on drinking soft drinks okay, in terms of the volume that could be consumed mm. in one bottle. I mean, that was <laughs> absurd, uh, but, you know, he's Looney Tunes, Bloomberg. But mm. in terms of the vaccines this week, Pfizer comes out and my view is they're worthless. They're potentially very dangerous. They're worthless. Yeah. But Pfizer now new information every week because this company 
you know, has been withholding information. It's been lying to the people, not just in this country, but throughout the world, as well as Moderna and Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson's, by the way, I read. Now we know it lasts only four months and then it's gone. Okay, but Pfizer just comes out and says, well, we think that you're going to need a fourth shot beyond the booster. So you have to ask yourself this question. Number one, it doesn't seem to work because people in increasing numbers are getting COVID-19 who have been vaccinated two and three times. But now it has to be a fourth time. And you're going to keep pumping this poison into your body over and over again, not even knowing what the short, medium and long term effects really are. And then you're going to impose it on five year old kids, particularly girl kids that might want to have babies someday. And they don't know the effect of whether that's going to cause mutations or prevent conception. I mean, this is insanity. It's criminal. If there was a children's and family out there that would enforce the rule of law, these people should be locked up, you know, with regard to to imposing vaccines on five year old kids. Yeah, I mean, it's the most unscientific approach to public health that I've ever seen or heard of. And you raise a lot of good points. You know, there certainly is no data on the long term effects of this vaccine. It's only been around for, you know, a year or less than two years. So. Uh, I think people really need to start questioning this. Even people who have received the vaccine, I believe, are experiencing some of what you're describing, Larry, where they're confused by this notion of now having to get two, three and four of these shots. You don't need to be an epidemiologist to know if you try something and it doesn't work and you try it again and it still doesn't work. Trying it a third and fourth time is not necessarily the best approach to solving any problem. Well, now they say we don't know if it works with Omicron, but It'll maybe lessen the symptoms and maybe you'll survive. They don't know that either. And to me, what it is, it's a money making racketeering criminal enterprise, frankly, to raise money, to make money for big pharma. And undoubtedly, there are kickbacks going into bank accounts of politicians that are pushing it, too. You know, and then you have President Trump. You know, I mean, he was well intentioned, but he continues to push it, too. And, you know, I don't think it's right. I just don't. We don't know enough to be subjecting five-year-old children and women in particular to this stuff. Also, blacks and Hispanics, because of their DNA makeup, are much more at risk in taking these vaccines. That's been admitted, too. And that was our client, my client, Judy Mikovits, who warned the world about that. And now you've got, you know, Robert Kennedy Jr. out there, a Democrat, a leftist, saying the same thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, um, I think that Donald Trump is trying to sort of play both sides of the fence here. You know, he sees that from a political standpoint, there are a lot of people who feel that the vaccine is the saving grace in this battle against COVID-19. So he wants to take credit for that. We know how fond the former president is of taking credit for things. But at the same time, his base, the people who voted for him, for the most part, I think, share your view, Larry. They don't trust the vaccine, and they see that the way public health officials are reacting indicates at very least that they're confused and don't know the answers. So Donald Trump, I think, is hurting himself by keeping this close association with the vaccine and trying to take credit for it. I I agree with you that I don't know that this vaccine is good at all, and in fact, I think it could be causing dangerous variants like Omicron. I think, you know, he was well-intentioned, and and we thank him for trying. It's just that it didn't work, you know, that the stuff doesn't work. Now, there's an interesting development here with regard to Donald Trump, and I've been saying this, is that I don't think he's going to run for president because the minute 
that he would declare these rabid, dishonest, frankly, vile prosecutors in New York and in the District of Columbia would indict him, probably for income tax evasion and fraud allegations. Undoubtedly, they would probably be bogus. But just in the last few days, the attorney general of New York uh, announced that in a civil suit, she's seeking to take his deposition. And Mm -hmm. they're putting him in a catch-22 situation because they're obviously using civil process to gather information for their intended criminal indictment of Donald Trump, his son, Don Jr., and Eric and others. And they're going to enforce they're going to force him to take the Fifth Amendment publicly. They want to humiliate him. They're constantly trying to knock him down. They obviously fear him in running for president in 2024. But, yes, it's begun. And for that reason, I don't think that he will ever decide to run for president. The heat in the kitchen is going to get too great. And before a New York jury and a D.C. jury, it would be like a lynching for him and his family. But I want to get your thoughts on that. Well, I think we slightly disagree. I don't disagree with your assessment of how the attorney general and prosecutors in New York will react. But I think that Donald Trump, one of his greatest characteristics is his hubris. And I think that that will not allow him to miss the opportunity to run in 2024. I do expect him to run. And I think that he will throw caution to the wind. The other thing that's notable about Letitia James is she just announced either late yesterday or early this morning that she's withdrawing any plans to run for governor of New York to continue in her role as attorney general. And she didn't make any definitive statement about what the specific goal of that decision would be. We know that Letitia James has been very active in pursuing Andrew Cuomo as well. And I think that that is a worthwhile endeavor. So uh, it seems like Letitia James is trying to really make a name for herself and build her political legacy here in New York before she uh, throws her hat into the ring for higher uh, office. Let me give you where... let me. Yeah, let me give you the reason for that. OK, hmm. she is now the hitman of the Democratic Party and she will right. be rewarded handsomely. If another Democrat mm. won't be Biden, because he'll probably be dead by then of natural causes, if the Democrats <laughs> don't give him give him something and he doesn't wake up one day. But she's obviously going to be the hitman, and she will be rewarded with a high cabinet post, maybe even a Supreme Court appointment. Uh, we know that you know Biden and the Democrats want a black woman on the Supreme Court. They've talked about K- Kajanji Jackson, who was elevated by Biden from the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia to the D.C. Circuit. I mean, this is a woman I've been in front of before, didn't even know what the Freedom of Information Act was. I mean, it's basically an affirmative action appointment. And so she has something in mind, and and she cut a deal there. And where I do uh, disagree with you, Jason, I'm not talking about uh, whether or not Donald Trump's hubris will will allow him or convince him to run, but he will be tied up in a criminal Mm -hmm. prosecution. And it'll be very difficult for him to run for office if he has to try to keep himself, Don Jr. and Eric and others out of prison. And, you know, it would be totally unfair. It would be unjust. But these Democrats, they know no bounds. I mean, the the Republicans sit there, you know, again, twiddling their thumbs, doing little to nothing about anything other than raising money, trying to get reelected. So it's a practical consideration if you're engaged in a criminal prosecution 
you ain't going to be running for president. You may be right. I think we'll certainly have to see. I mean, I personally feel that Donald Trump's time as president has come and gone. And I would like to see someone else step in, perhaps Ron DeSantis, perhaps someone we're not thinking of right now. But uh, I'm not interested in seeing a rehash of 2020. Donald Trump had his opportunity. He made a big mistake when he shied away. And I think he probably realizes that now. He didn't do anything to pursue the Clintons. He didn't do enough to pursue Joe Biden and his son, particularly given all the evidence. I mean, he was the president. He was conceivably in charge of the Department of Justice, and you know nothing happened. He appointed William Barr, which was a huge mistake. He was led down the primrose path to a great degree by his, his establishment advisors and people like Roger Stone and others who were more interested in their own interests and self-aggrandizement than doing the job. And, of course, as I write about in my book, It Takes a Revolution, Forget the Scandal Industry, which you reviewed, is that Trump didn't know who he was appointing. I've been in front of 10 of them so far, these judges, these federal judges. They're worthless and dishonest, many of them. They are the establishment creatures of the Republican Party. They were put up by lobbying groups like the Federalist Society, like the American Conservative Union run by Matt Schlapp, who I call Matt Matt Schlock. Okay, I mean, uh, here's a guy who sold a pardon to someone for $720,000, Matt Schlapp, who... Uh, and when he didn't come through, claiming that he had contacts with Trump, he kept apparently he pocketed the seven hundred twenty thousand dollars. This is who the president associated with, and they really did him a great disservice. Uh, in any event, we have about one minute left in this segment. Uh, we've also talked in the past about Ron Paul, and people have been complimentary of Paul taking on Dr. Anthony Fauci you know, in congressional hearings and Senate hearings. But this week, when asked a question by perhaps the dumbest commentator on Fox News, she finally came up with a good one, Dana Perino. She asked, she asked Rand Paul earlier this week, what are you going to do about China? What's the remedy here for having basically yeah. released a bioweapon on us? She didn't say that, but that's what it is. We'll talk about that after the break. And we'll talk about the response to that in the verdict section, because it bears upon the verdict of why we need to declare a new government, not a nation with our Third Continental Congress. I'll be right back with Jason Goodman. Before he was a trial lawyer, he sliced him and diced him. People used to ask me, Larry, what caused you to start Judicial Watch and now Freedom Watch, given the powerful forces in this country that put you at risk? In a meat packing plant. I'm the son of meat packers in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I know how to slice and dice. A very special prosecutor, Larry Clayman. If you'd like to support Freedom Watch and this radio show, go to freedomwatchusa.org. Now the verdict, ladies and gentlemen, fellow conservatives, libertarians, people of faith, and those who simply believe in the vision and creation of our founding fathers. We were talking about Rand Paul, someone who talks big and acts little. Actually, he's quite little. If he's five foot four, that's stretching it. This, in fact, I, was, I said earlier in the week in one of my podcasts, Jason, that I tried to encounter him once on the, the mall. I wanted him to join in uh, with our case to enjoin the National Security Agency for the mass surveillance. He had filed one after I did and then claimed that he filed one first. Uh, so I walked up to him and you know, it was hard to find him. That's how little he was. But I was, 
I was I was peering down at him, you know, and you know, over time you get a little shorter. I, I used to be six foot tall. I'm probably about five foot nine and a half now. So, so maybe a couple of years ago I was five foot ten and a half. But anyway, I was just peering down at him like I was Andre the Giant, and uh, <laughs> a, a very hypocritical person. So Dana Perino asked her, "What are you going to do about China?" He says, "Oh, I'm going to recommend when we take control of the Senate that we cut off funding to the Wuhan lab." That's his solution after Fauci perjures himself in front of Congress and says there was no gain of function research after he completely discredits, uh, you know, the in, the analysis that this came out of a wet market in, in yeah. China somewhere. And but this is symptomatic of the Republican Party, you see. And that is why we need new political parties. I'm forming a new one, a separate organization called the New American Independence Party. And it's why we need a new government, because this government doesn't represent us. So, you know, I want to get your thoughts on Rand Paul, because I, you and I had talked earlier, and, and I understood where you were coming from. You said, you know, he's really done a good job with regard to Fauci. Well, his solution is let's cut off funding to the Wuhan lab. I can't argue with what you're saying. It seems too little too late. Uh, and it's sort of like the least dirty shirt in the closet, right? They're all bad, but at least he's there talking about this, so he kind of rises to the top as the person that's at least appears to be doing something. But, I mean, you're right, Larry. I mean, you've written about it in multiple books about how you came to fight the establishment. These guys are all just there. You know, the people who really, truly stand up to the system aren't there anymore. They either resign, they go to jail, they're underground. We see how this works, and it becomes very frustrating for the average individual who feels powerless in the face of this corruption and just doesn't really know what to do. Well, it's a disgrace that Freedom Watch has to bring a lawsuit in Dallas, Texas, and Jerusalem, Israel, for all the damage that China has caused with COVID-19. Now, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that with these judges? And then we're tracking China down now. They've been invading service of process now for two years. Uh, we had to go through diplomatic channels through the Biden-Harris Department of State to make service. And it's very slow and there, there's no desire to do it. And of course, Jason, you and I, you've uh, participated in our citizens grand juries. We've indicted Joe Biden, Hunter Biden and James Biden for bribery from China, Ukraine and Russia. And he'll be tried. They will be tried at the end of January. We already have a judge. And I want to thank you, you know, for your participation. You're, you're extremely bright. You're courageous. You stick your neck out and tell people about crowdsource the truth because they really should support crowdsource the truth because it's one of the Thank few you, venues that you can get out you know what you really believe and what you think and you're unafraid and, and that's very important today so tell people you know about crowdsource the truth and a little bit about your background and you know and what you're trying to accomplish well, thank you, Larry. And it's my pleasure to participate in the Citizens Grand Juries because, uh, you know, as we've been discussing, everybody is frustrated. It feels like there's nothing that we can do. But each of us need to do what we can. And towards that end, I created Crowdsource the Truth because it was obvious to me that these corporate-owned, corporate-sponsored, you know, news media companies are serving the interests of those that butter their bread. The people that pay the money for the commercials are the people that have the say in what goes out over the news. So by creating a direct-to-viewer sponsorship program where the viewers of Crowdsource the Truth sponsor the show at crowdsourcethetruth.com and on Patreon and Subscribestar, this allows me to eliminate the middleman and take out this moneyed corporate interest that could and would 
sway the content of what is carried on the news. Well, I urge people to go to crowdsourcethetruth.com. We've got about 15 seconds left. And also go to freedomwatchusa.org and americassheriff.org. We're here to protect the police. We need to do what we can. You need to roll up your sleeves. You need to turn off Sean Hannity and get to work. We'll be back next week with another edition of Special Prosecutor with Larry Klayman. Until then, remember, the father and son will only help us if we help ourselves. Thank you for listening to us. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.